ETAs for Twins Top Prospects, season predictions, bullpen acquisitions, so much coming up in part two of our Minnesota Twins mailbag. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. You're listening to this. It's Wednesday, March 30th or later. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Been hosting this show for over two years. Been running at Twins Daily for over two years. And I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you so much for all your questions. Part one of the mailbag posted Sunday night. You can go back and listen to part one. We have part two today. We're answering your questions. If you ever have any Twins questions, it doesn't have to be a mailbag episode. You can always DM me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Or DM the show at Locked on Twins. Shoot me a tweet, whatever's on your mind, and we'll talk about it. If not on the show, I will always respond. So let me know what you think. Let me know your questions. Love to get them from Twins territory. This is why I do it. We have ETAs today. We have season projections, predictions. We have bullpen acquisitions. We're talking about the trade deadline already before the season even starts. So much coming up in these questions. Thank you so much. Let's jump into it. From Peter. When do you think we see Royce Lewis or Austin Martin this year? I think Austin Martin first, probably. And what would happen there is a bunch of injuries, either in the infield or outfield. I think if you saw, you know, Correa go down or Polanco go down or multiple go down, I think you could see Austin Martin if he's hitting well in the high minors. Uh, join the Twins mid-season, mid to late season. I don't think I see it before like June or July. I think certain guys are are in front of uh, Martin on the on the depth chart at this point, but. You could see him fairly soon. I think Royce Lewis, they want to get a full season in the minors for Royce, which I think is is right. They need to get a full look at him in the minors. But with his talent, it's possible he just rakes at the upper levels and the Twins can't keep him down. And that's a really good problem to have if it does happen and Royce Lewis needs to come up because he's just dominating. I'd be okay with that. I think it's more likely you'll see Martin and then Lewis, and I don't think either are, are necessarily on the cusp in comparison to other Twins prospects like Miranda or Balzavik or Duran or Cantorino, and even Cantorino, who's only pitched at high A. I think the pitchers are on the fast track with Martin and Lewis. They have a lot at the major league level this year. That will change next year, uh, potentially. But right now, they have a lot at the major league level, and the depth chart is pretty thick. So I think Martin, then Lewis, but... Wouldn't be surprised to see Royce up this year. Gavin, does Carlos Correa regret his decision to come to Minnesota if the Twins don't acquire pitching? I don't think so. I think he knows what he signed up for, and I think he could he could regret it if the Twins end up sucking this year. He could be like, oh, man, I just wasted a season for a team that's terrible, but then you go get your $300 million bag, and he's going to be okay in the long run, I think, uh, down the stretch, and he's certainly going to pick a team he thinks can win in free agency next year, and usually it's teams that think they can win that will go out and sign someone like Carlos Correa because otherwise, why are you spending? But that shouldn't be the case. Every team should be in on Carlos Correa. But I think right now, Carlos Correa is really super happy to be a twin. And I think something that needs to be discussed is, one, have the twins addressed their starting rotation adequately? No. Two, is that a death sentence? No. Two things can be true at the same time. Do I think the rotation looks good? No. Do I think it looks like it can 
win a division? Not really. Do I think that it looks like a rotation that can surprise a bunch of people? No, probably not. But do I think it looks like a rotation that gives the Twins no chance to win this year? No. I think I think this rotation potentially, because of the prospects you have coming, potentially could be a league average staff. If the Twins have a league average pitching staff before the trade deadline, like at the trade deadline, if the Twins are 15th dead average in the majors and ERA and wins above replacement and FIP and everything else, their starting rotation is dead average. Let's put bullpen into that. Everything's dead average on the pitching front. They're going to be in a position to add. I promise. I promise they will be in a position to add because I think this this offense is going to score a lot of runs. They're going to be in a position where they can go get a starter, where they can trade for a starter at the deadline if they can just be league average at the deadline. And that's a big if. I think it's possible. I don't think it's a death sentence. I don't, I don't think Carlos Correa is saying, oh, my goodness, why did I sign here? This team has no chance because I don't think that's true. I think this team does have a chance to surprise this year. It's just volatile, and they haven't put themselves in the best position to do so. I don't think there's any debating that. Josiah's got a couple. Thanks, Josiah. How long till Matt Walner forces himself into the plans? Good question. Matt Walner from Forest Lake, Minnesota. Big time left-handed bat in terms of power. Um, had a good year last year, then broke his handmade bone and, and kind of slowed down after he came back. But I think soon. I think Walner could start at double A this year. I think he could quickly get up to St. Paul. And maybe 2023, he has a Trevor Larnick-like path from last year where he comes up in case of an injury. If Larnick or Kirilov gets hurt, you see Matt Walner in 2023. He's a sleeper for minor league hitter of the year in 2022. If he cuts down on his strikeout rate, a little bit more consistent, walks more, I think Matt Walner could win minor league hitter of the year. He has the power, has the potential to do it. And Trevor Larnick won that award in 2019 for the Twins. Similar track here. It's a similar skill set to Trevor Larnick. Big power, strikeouts, walks a little bit. Higher average, not not always going to be there like it is with Alex Kirilov, but Larnick and Walner, think of them not as one and the same. Larnick is a better prospect at this point, definitely, but Walner could follow a similar path, which would be outstanding, and you that'd put him on pace to debut in 2023 for the Twins. I don't think you'll see him this summer, 2023, even early 2023, a possibility like we saw with Trevor Larnick. Let's get to more of these questions after this word from Athletic Greens, Athletic Greens are great. I started taking Athletic Greens because it's great for your gut health and it's tasty. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things we're thinking about in life. AG1 is great. I love Athletic Greens. I started taking it a long time ago. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. That's great for a type 1 diabetic like me. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is back with a new host, Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Josiah, where do you think Larnick starts this year? Now under Trevor Larnick for Matt Walner. I could see him making the team. I would be somewhat surprised. I could see it, though, as a left-handed bat off the bench. And he's looking good in spring training. He hit that big home run. I think he has a couple homers in spring training. We shouldn't take a whole lot away from that. But if they feel like he's timed up and he's improved and he's hitting breaking balls, off-speed stuff better, yeah, he can make the team, certainly. And I think you're going to see him this year play for the Twins. Absolutely. Uh, he might be the first call for an injured outfielder. Trevor Larnick, you move Kepler over to center. You call up Larnick to play right field. But maybe that's Celestino. Uh, maybe then Kirilov goes to right and, you know, Arise could go back out to left, although the Twins have said Arise is not going to play the outfield this year. So I think Trevor Larnick is the first call, uh, definitely. If Alex Kirilov gets hurt, I think Trevor Larnick is a is a call as well. Uh, Thune, what's up, brother? Between the start of the season and the trade deadline, what three prospects do you consider untouchable for the Twins? Untouchable, like, I think 0% chance they trade him. Emmanuel Rodriguez who I think has a chance to be their number one prospect as soon as next year or the year after. More likely he's 18, 19 years old, but big-time power. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. Jordan Balzavic, I just don't see. I don't see them moving Balzavic. I think they're going to see it through with him. Not 0% and maybe not even close to 0%, but Royce Lewis I would consider untouchable because they've invested so much into Lewis, and I think at this point you see it through. That's more me saying they should see it through than it is Oh, I think the Twins consider Lewis untouchable. That's just my thought process. But Rodriguez, Balazovic, Lewis would be the three. I would be shocked if one of those three was in any deal. Let's put it that way. I would be shocked if Emmanuel Rodriguez, Jordan Balazovic, or Royce Lewis was in any deal. Less so on Royce. As I say that, it doesn't sound right because it seems like he would be a prime trade candidate. But I, I just don't, I don't see it for them. I don't know how else to explain. I just, I just don't see it after everything that they've been through with him and, uh, you know, how they feel about him drafting him first overall. I, I don't think that they're just going to flip him uh, in a trade, especially at this point with his value pretty low. And, and you know, you mentioned and the trade deadline. If he has a big time first half, I think it's more likely the Twins will want him as a future cornerstone piece than it is to trade him. So it's kind of that middle ground. Colin says, do the Twins sign Cueto or Archer? Archer is interesting to me. Chris Archer, but a ton of health concerns. Fastball averaged 92 last year. This is a really good point that Gleeman and, and John made on their podcast. Are we sure that Johnny Cueto or, and or Chris Archer is better than Josh Winder? No, definitely not. So don't waste innings. They have to be quality innings. So I'll say no on Cueto or Archer. With that being said, they didn't handle it right. So I agree with that. Moss Bross, who is one bullpen acquisition you'd like the Twins to make? A move for at the deadline if we're gearing up to contend. Josh Hader. If Milwaukee's out of it and the Twins are in it at the deadline, I could see them putting together a big-time package for Josh Hader to add to the back of the bullpen. However, they don't view relievers that way. So part of me doesn't see that. But, man, what if the Twins were in it and they added Hader to the back of their bullpen? You have Rodgers and Hader. Two lefties, so it's not ideal. But, man, that would be sweet. Chicken wing. Other trade targets not named Frankie Montas or Sean Manaya. I think at this point, dwindling. I thought you Darvish was a great one, but apparently teams with pitching depth are not willing to trade away from that depth because of uncertainty after the lockout and how few of innings guys are ramped up to throw early on. So you don't see teams excited to move their pitching depth. I thought you Darvish made a ton of sense for the Twins as a trade target. 
just doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point. We're 10 days away from opening day. We're too close. Check in at the trade deadline. That's That would be my answer. Jordan, will the Twins be over or under 500 this year? I think most likely the Twins finish. This is their group they're going in with. I think they'll finish somewhere between 80 and 85 wins. That's the most likely. If you told me they win 80, 80 games, wouldn't be a surprise. If you told me they won 85 games, I wouldn't be surprised. However, I also would not be surprised if at the end of the year you said they won 90 or they won 75. And Mike Petriello wrote about this at MLB.com. It's a volatile team. And that's why I think it's fun because they have the potential to be really, really good this year. If things break right for them, it could be 2019 all over again. People forget the Twins were projected to win about the same amount of games as they are now in 2019. And things broke right. The offense broke out. We knew it had the potential to do so like we do with this offense. Pitching was just good enough in the first half to get them to the trade deadline. They made some acquisitions in Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson. Sam Dyson ended up sucking as a pitcher and a person. Sergio Romo, they should have done more, and they didn't, and that hurt them in the playoffs, but they won 101 games, and they were projected to win 80-something, so lower 80s. They could win 90. They can win 75. Most likely, I think they're between 80 and 85. I'm an optimist at heart. I love this team. I'll take them over 500. Let's get to more questions. We're going to close it out. After this word from Built Bar, this is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting flavors. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all so, so good. They're low calorie. They're high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. They're delicious. They're healthy. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Justin, can't we put Sano back at third and start Alex Kirloff at first and Larnick in the outfield? Uh, he says Urshela doesn't seem to have much more upside than Sano to be. Probably true, and from an offensive perspective, I don't hate this. The problem is defensively, Sano just wasn't cutting it at third anymore. He's just not. He can play third in a pinch. He played third at times last year, and Donaldson got a day off, or Donaldson was DHing or hurt. But as an everyday third baseman, it's just it's over for him at third base. Gio Urshela, his metrics differ at third, but he's regarded as a strong infielder and definitely a better third baseman than Miguel Sano would be over a full season. So what you're gaining doesn't outweigh what you're losing defensively. I think Sano barely breaks that mark as a third baseman defensively on, on an everyday basis. Smith Stan account, who is the best twin of all time and why is it Carlos Correa? I love that. And then he says, mug or barks root beer? Mugs, man. Or mug. I don't drink root beer very much. I got, I'm diabetic. I'm not pounding root beers. I'll go mug, though, because I like their label. Who's the best one of all time? I think the best one of all time is Harmon Killebrew. I think Harmon Killebrew in today's day and age would be appreciated a lot more. And he was appreciated back then. He hit 500-something homers. But uh, even today, like the on-base, the slug, the OPS, the war, he's just he was, he was amazing. And Rod Crew was as well. Harmon Killebrew. Uh, give me Harmon. But Carlos Correa, close second. Dan, would you give some twins over under predictions from Bet Online? There aren't any that I see yet, Dan, but he asks number of homers from Sano or total hits from Correa. 
I'd said Sano at 26 and a half homers. He hit 30 last year. Does he stay healthy enough to hit 30 again? Does he have a better first half? He could hit 40. He's averaged 39 per 150 games, I think, over the last three years. So could hit 40. But I'll set it at 26 and a half. Maybe, maybe conservative, maybe not. I'd set Correa's hits at 142 and a half. He had 155 last year, playing a bunch of games. I don't know if Correa has another seven win season. I think you can, if he's healthy, project him for six, six and a half wins. Um, you know, he's leaving a park where it's super friendly to right-handed hitters. And target field is nice for right-handed hitters. So I'm not saying there's going to be a big drop-off. But Correa, given his health last year, it was solid. He played super well. There's going to be a downturn in his over-under for hits. He had 155 last year. I'd set it around 140, 145. Uh, but I'll take the over. Dave, and finally, is Jake Odorizzi available pros and cons? We've talked about Jake this offseason actually quite a bit. I think he was more available before Lance McCullers Jr. got hurt. Now Lance McCullers Jr. is going to miss opening day for the Astros. Might miss extended time with an injury. Um, and again, teams with depth are not inclined to move that depth right now on the pitching side. And Jake Odorizzi's depth for the Astros, and I think they could definitely use him, especially without McCullers. Pros, Jake Odorizzi's shut down righties. I love that. I love that in this division. You saw how it worked in 2019. He's pitched very well at Target Field. He's already pitched well as a twin. He's comfortable on that mound. He's comfortable in the clubhouse. He's comfortable with Rocco Baldelli. Those are all the pros. He's a good, stable rotation piece at a time when the Twins can really use that. The cons, he hasn't been particularly good since 2019, and especially the first half of 2019. He's getting older. Lefties get to him. He's not good a third time through the order, so he's a five-and-fly guy, which, again, the Twins could still use someone like that. But I will ask, as I do with Johnny Cueto and Chris Archer, do you think Jake Odorizzi is a better option than Josh Winder today? The answer is probably yes. Odorizzi is a veteran. He's, he knows how to get outs. He's a major league pitcher. Josh Winder hasn't even debuted. So maybe I'm, I'm getting carried away with Winder. But from a stuff perspective, absolutely not. I mean, Odorizzi is still 92 with the fastball in the upper part of the zone. Winder, 95-96, great slider, great changeup, better secondary stuff than Odorizzi. But Odorizzi has the track record that Winder can't even, can't even touch. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. They'll make your second listen locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We will be back talking twins. Can't wait. Tomorrow we have a roundtable discussion with the rest of the American League Central. You will not want to miss it. Subscribe on Twitter. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and go twins.